Uh, maybe I should have dug digger into something else. Dug digger? Yeah. You're going to dug digger? <laughs> hey, everyone. Welcome to Trucking After Hours. Uh, this is the week of January 27th, 2020. Oh, what a day, Buck. What a day. <laughs> I, I, have, <laughs> I have some music pretty much dialed in. I found a, a few good things to add, but uh, we're going to get to those. Yes, this is Trucking After Hours. Buck Ballard here. Don the Beer Guy here. And, of course, manning all things Facebook would be... The Castle Curator. Yes, Chris is here, too. We're all here and ready to have some fun, and we even have a... Uh, person or two popping their head in on facebook we do the show live every sunday night 8 45 p.m central time on facebook for anybody who cares to join us there a couple of things before we get into the show let's see first we do have a massive overweight and blowing the tolls uh, a really girly scooter from harley at least in my not so ever humble opinion <laughs> um and then some car stuff, some beer stuff, some donut stuff, and that doesn't necessarily mean all separately. So, all in the same pot. Yes. Yeah, so Disgusting. We've, we've, <laughs> we've, we've got some cool stuff. First off, I really have a burning desire to end the feed in the trucking podcast and get everything into trucking after hours. Here's one problem I have. I need downloads to get into iHeartRadio. And we do not have those because everybody's staying with the Trucking Podcast. Go subscribe to Trucking After Hours so when I pull that trigger, we don't lose the iHeartRadio people because I am going to pull that right. trigger. But I think it's probably, in all fairness, until Trucking After Hours. If you go to, if you go to truckingafterhours.com, you see coming soon. Uh, I think the timer is set on like the end of February. I might have that up in a week or two. So as soon as that awesome. is up, yeah, that, that will be the end of publish anything on the trucking podcast. It'll all be there. Um, I did something really cool with my online endeavors this week, though. Now You printed your own money. I, oh, <laughs> <laughs> We've been doing that for a while. Honey. We can't say that. <laughs> we, 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 yeah, yeah. You didn't try and cash those checks, did you? <laughs> oh, I don't know what man. you're talking about. Well, you know, I plead I've, the fifth. <laughs> I've, I've had this really rigorous schedule of this is how much I need to write this week and this week and on these days over the last couple of weeks to get some articles on the site. And I want the articles done and then some structure done and then, uh, you know, all the legalese and all of that crap. And then boom, pull that, uh, coming soon sign and, and there's trucking after hours. So it's really close, but I've kind of had the transition Friday morning. I realized, okay, writing is done. I've got a lot of technical stuff to do today. I've also been uh, doing a little bit of moonlight, a couple hours here, a couple hours there at, at this big condo on the other side of the city, uh, moving a little bit of snow. But they, they treat me well to go in and you know shovel some sidewalks for a couple hours. So I'm squeezing right. that in. I'm, I'm getting to the gym, what, four times a week for the yeah. most part, which I, I, you know, I'm off four days on each day trying to get to the gym, at least three so of the fun. four. So Friday morning, <laughs> we get up at what? What, like uh, 5.30 we were up? Oh, I think so, yeah. And we, we got to the gym. I got a two-and-a-half-mile run in, a little bit of uh, stretching and lifting, and then into the sauna for 10 minutes. And then we came home. And now I've got all this technical stuff to do. And I poured a beautiful cup of coffee and sat down on the couch and wasted the whole damn day watching uh, <laughs> two episodes of Roadkill, a movie... Some other stuff on uh, Motor Trend On Demand that I didn't get a darn thing done. It was beautiful. You know, on the on the seventh day, God rested. And sometimes I think we all need to remember that. Even God rested. <laughs> yeah. it, it was well-deserved and it was everything I thought it should be. Oh, yes. Wow. This was our first Sunday without hockey in a while. And I'm not going to lie. I woke up, I put sweatpants on and this sweatshirt and they have not come off. <laughs> I haven't really gotten off the couch except to make food and get more <laughs> toilet paper to clean my nose out. But it's it's oh. been a beautiful day. Oh, man. One of those days, though, that at about 5, 5.30, all of a sudden you realize, huh, it got dark. I didn't do a damn thing today, and i got to run my ass off tomorrow to make up for it. <laughs> oh, man. It is real hard to go from a lazy, I didn't do a thing day 
to getting up and going to work the next day, knowing there's what, four or five inches of snow on the ground. Yeah. So not only is it a busy day of spotting trailers, every trailer that's in a dock has to be pulled from the dock and, you know, and then put back into the dock after they plowed. So just add a hundred to all the trailers that have to be moved <laughs> that day, which is probably 150 to begin with for three of us. So it yeah. didn't, yeah, you, you go from lazy to crazy. Yeah. It, it, it's, funny. you know, I, I, uh, I'm not going to lie. I've, I've never, as far as, you know, hooking up on hooking, shuffling, shuffling trailers around. Uh, what day was it? The Thursday at work. Uh, we are in the process of getting some new trailers in, moving some trailers around. And, uh, with all the, the warming and then the freezing at night, we've been doing a lot of taking all of our trailers that normally stay outside, pulling them away from the dock, putting them on level ground, bringing the trucks inside. So Thursday, I actually did kind of what you do on a much smaller scale. I had to, uh, what did I do? I unhooked and rehooked three trucks to three different trailers and then unhooked two more trailers. That is brutal work. Oh, man. Yeah. I, I, that, uh, it's about the second trailer and I'm going, God, why, why has nobody invented a button that I push and the landing gear comes down? <laughs> that I wish they did. At least I have a lever I can pull on the nose of the trailer goes up. So I'm, I'm not, we do mess with landing gears, but when we have, and the only reason we do is because there's areas where the ground is just not flat. It's, it's, you know, up and down and peaks and valleys and you do what you got to do. Right. But at least when I'm cranking a landing gear, you know, the, the nose of the trailer is two feet higher than it was when, uh, the driver left it there, and it's much easier to deal with. <laughs> but it's still uh, every now and then you get one that's just gotta you gotta crank it to get under it. But uh, no, just a, a crazy Saturday and a, le- a little less crazy day today because it, it didn't snow enough to be bothered with uh, moving trailers around to plow the snow under the trailers this morning. So well, oh, was, then we got up to well, almost forty today. So. And and you know what's fun? Six inches of snow and forty. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I hope you're lying because yeah. it sucks to what shove a, all that crap. Oh my gosh, that stuff is heavy. As long as we're talking about now, sh- does does Green Bay do do the same thing that uh, everywhere in Barron County does? Of hey, plow right it's after forty I go to degrees. Work? Well, that too. <laughs> but uh, when it's forty degrees. Everything is soft. Everything is squishy. Great time. Hey, let's get the plows out and let's drop the belly blade and we could have blacktop on all our roads. Yeah. But we're not gonna. Nope. (laughs) Don't see a single plow when it's 40. They'll wait till it's frozen and then they'll just, you know, shave the soft stuff off so you have a sheet of ice. (laughs) Barron County has always been known for poor roads in the wintertime. Oh, man. I remember the time that we went to state basketball tournament. And on the way home, yeah. the roads were doable. And the minute we hit Barron County, they hadn't even plowed yet. They had probably five or six buses of people coming back from that game, and they still hadn't plowed. Yeah. So it's just, yeah. you're just in it's the just lucky ridiculous. area. No, Apparently. <laughs> it, it is crazy. And then this morning, well, I get out this morning, and they had plowed uh, Mason, the main road. I drive into town, and then I I go across the bridge and take an exit and do a 270 degree corner. And then I don't even have to stop at the bottom of this uh, circle. I go around the circle and at the bottom of the circle is a yield sign. So you circle left and then hang a sharp right. Usually there's no traffic. So you blow right through the yield sign. And this morning uh, there was a little bit of traffic. So I hit the brakes and the ABS kicks in and I realize I'm blowing right through the yield sign. So <laughs> maybe you better let your foot off the brake and get on the throttle so you don't get rammed. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but we can sit here and complain. But Kyle said he got hit with two and a half feet of snow last weekend. Oh, man. He had to snow blow 45 driveways. But he oh, had fun. Maybe. There you go. Speaking of That's just brutal. Yes. Speaking of just dealing with a bunch of uh crap, I had to go register for that uh everybody where I work has to be registered on that drug uh drug drug test. Oh, the DOT clearinghouse. Isn't that a treat? What a pain in the <laughs> ass. 
Oh, my God. <laughs> you, you, you go in, and it's like, well, we have three-factor, not two, you know, they, they have, you can use your password. Uh, you can have two-factor yeah. identification where they send a, a six-digit code to your phone, and then you enter that phone, that digit in. Okay, that's a good idea for security things. I have that with banking stuff. Oh, but we need three factors. So we not only need your phone number, you need to download this app. Yeah, I, I really trust our government enough to put a government app on my phone. I don't think so. Yeah. So, no. well, you could just copy and paste these 10 passwords and save them somewhere because you'll need them someday. Well, that's what I did. <laughs> yeah, I have a, because we had to do that at work. And I, I have a sticky note in my drawer with all 10 of my security passwords <laughs> for verification. I, I will tell you, you guys want to learn something in every phone, be it Android, be it Apple, whatever it is, you have a section called notes. And the cool yep. thing about notes is something like those passwords. Copy the passwords, you go paste them in a note, and then you email right there on your phone that note to yourself and bookmark the email. And now it's forever, it's either forever saved in your in your email or you can print it out or whatever you want to do with it. But man, that notes is so cool. I set up something else new this week too, thinking of internet stuff. I have had no you could be the first one to contact us here trucking after hours at gmail.com cool i told you i was going to make this boneheadedly simple trucking after hours at gmail.com the cool thing is that locks up the youtube channel of the same name too that's locked up now all right so yeah boom we got things cooking what do you say we we're jump? official man <laughs> what do you say we jump into some uh stupid greedy bastard with a really heavy truck this is just hilarious I don't I don't know if this is hilarious or if this is just flat out sad. Well, you know, and I I read through this this little it's not even an article. It's like a public service notice from the <laughs> Indiana State Police. You, you know, it is but, and I'm sure there's a nude art nude article. <laughs> <laughs> ooh, ooh, I'm going to google that. I'm sure there's a news article somewhere on it. But yeah, this this was actually wherever I found this story, and then I followed the link, and and uh, holy cow, this was in Rushville, Indiana? Uh, yes. This, this just cracks me up. This guy, and this looks from the picture, um, what do they call these? B-trains. Uh, looks like yeah, your typical... Uh, Michigan train. Yeah. Michigan B-train. So you have uh, basically two short covered wagons. You have a steer axle, two drives on the, it's a big flat top, looks like 389 Peterbilt. And then you have um spread axle trailer on the front trailer. And the back trailer, of course, is a spread axle with a, it looks like a converter dolly rather than a B-train. But I Yeah, I was going to say, sure. it's got to be a converter dolly on there. Yeah, that doesn't look like a, a B-train dolly or a B-train hitch anyway. But this guy pulling that thing was what ninety? <laughs> How far overweight is he on this? Ninety-six. Oh, exact number. Ninety-six thousand three hundred pounds. That's not his total weight. That's how much overweight. So add eighty thousand yeah. pounds to that ninety-six. That's how much this guy weighed. That is insane. And and then to just kind of caveat the whole thing. I guess he didn't want to get caught, so he took all the letters off his truck. There's no no um, company numbers, no nothing on his truck. There's no signage, no DOT num numbers, no nothing, zero. Yeah, there there is nothing on that truck <laughs> at all other than the Peterbilt logo. <laughs> yeah, other than Peterbilt. That's the only marking on the truck. Yeah, the fine for the overweight alone are $14,000, 2000 Peterbilt. Uh, belongs to Tri-State Trucking out of Waterloo, Indiana, impounded, and the driver cited for overweight violation and no truck registration. Also issued a warning for no federally required markings or numbers on the sides of the truck. <laughs> the steel coil. Now you know a lot of places still pay by the hundred. So when you haul steel, the more the more weight you can load, the more you can haul. Oh, I just lost my spot here. The steel coils, which had been en route from Butler, Indiana to Madison, Indiana, were impounded with the truck until they could be properly unloaded and legally loaded onto other trucks. All of the cost of all of that impounding the truck. What's it cost to tow a, you know, 176,000 pound B train? That's, 
Oh, that's got to be insane. Well, the the fines, the only fines I could find were just the overweight fines alone, and that was what fourteen grand. Yeah, the, the just fine, under fourteen grand. I the fines and yeah, the the fines and impound fees are going to reach the value of the truck. Jake wants to know what I love this. What does Sam Hill hell did he have under the hood? <laughs> Boy, I guess I. You know, I would I would bet uh, serious money that that's just your typical. Uh, C-15 cat engine in there. I could be wrong. Uh, I can't imagine a Packard uh, engine doing much on that, but holy cow, that is just... If you've ever driven from 80,000 to 96,000 even, that's as heaviest as I've ever hauled. And you you feel that extra 16,000 pounds. You know it's there. Yeah. Uh, well, you can feel yeah, it. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, you've, you've hauled a lot of these steel coils in your flatbedding days, hadn't you? In my flatbedding days and in my drive-in days, I've hauled a lot of steel. Yes, we, we hauled coils back up to Menards all the time. I know exactly where Butler, Indiana is. And, you know, the steel mills in Chicago, most of those are gone now. We used to pull a lot out of those. But uh, Indiana, we'd haul those back all the time. Will there be a picture of this truck posted on the site Hey, I discovered something cool here, speaking of sight. Shiny um, object. Shiny object, but it's cool. <laughs> this, this is the cool no answer. This is the cool thing. I'd spend all this time writing show notes seriously, and, and I'm not complaining to you guys. And I'm, I'm, I'm please do not take this wrong. I never go see any of the show notes when I'll bet I listen to a hundred podcasts and if there's something I really need, and it's usually teaching me something, it's usually something about WordPress or something about podcasting, then I'll go and read it. Probably one in a hundred, I'll, I'll go look at show notes. And I understand you guys are driving. You don't want, you know, you, you're not there to go look at the show notes. It's an entertainment show, but the system I am using on podcasting after hours right there on your phone, I can put the links in there so easily. Uh, I'm using a system called anchor. And if any other podcast wants to laugh at me, I know what the hell I'm doing. Trust me. <laughs> anchor has something real cool. It's called free. So, uh, <laughs> Uh, and, we and, like free here. And it accomplishes the goal. It's owned by Spotify and it, it owns what I, it accomplishes what I wanted to do. But yeah, this, I will actually drop a link right there on the show notes you see in your phone and you can boom, click on it. The reason I asked that is Tim said it, it said it's a uh, good advertising for the Peterbilt. He wanted to see the truck. Bad advertising for thoughtless truckers. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, if this guy, he didn't just get this idea. How many times has this guy done it? Oh, right. Yeah. I'm assuming this has been uh, a normal occurrence. And yeah, well, this one's going to cost him plenty, but I, you wonder how many times he, if you added them all up, is he break even? Has he made money? Did this just. But is the company forcing him to do it? I'm, oh, not, not with that kind of weight. I would say the company might be him. I thought he worked could for a be. bigger company. That's, that's the hard part because you get these stories, you know, they shut down a trucking company and it's, one owner-operator with his own authority. But obviously he had no... There was a company that owned that truck, but we don't know who owns that company. I mean, he could very easily be the one who owns that company. Well, tri-state trucking, it sounds big. <laughs> it's got to be, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I will I will put a link to its content, uh, govdelivery.com. I'll, I'll put that link right there in the... In the uh, Trucking. Now, it will not be in the trucking podcast because this is going to go on both feeds. It'll only be in the podcasting after hours. So go subscribe there, please. Do your uh, fellow listeners a favor. Speaking of guys doing stupid stuff, uh, let's talk about overweight. Let's talk about blowing some tolls. Love doing that. That's uh, so much fun. I just get a rush. Here's what, here's <laughs> what I can say about blowing tolls. I, I don't know, since that's dealing with the government, if the statute of limitations ever ends. So no comment. Exactly. <laughs> God, this company, they are facing, this is North Kingstown Trucking Company facing felony theft charges. And this is what, out of a Channel 10 News. I will not have a link on this one because news articles, uh, they pull their links after a certain amount of time. This company, let's see, five tractor trailers were seized on December 6th, all owned and operated by Commodity Haulers Express of North Kingstown. North Kingstown what? Maine. Well, Maine. Okay. Well, that explains it all. Yeah. The company. Well, I don't, that, that this all took place in Maine. He may, the company well, may not the, be there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. It was the Maine Turnpike Tollway. The company owes approximately $75,000 in unpaid toll debt. To the main turnpike, authorities said. 
It sounds that's like that's over three years. That's over three years. Um, state police seized forty-two thousand from five truck. Now this is really big. State police seized forty-two thousand from the five trucks seized. Does that mean they had forty-two thousand dollars of cash in the trucks, or that's what the trucks were worth? I'm assuming that would be what the the trucks and I I don't know. Can they? Do they control the load too? I mean, when well, because I know it says uh, one of the trucks was carrying a load of of spring water. I I think so if the, your trucks get seized, does that also include the load? And now they own that water too. I don't think so. I think the, I think the load will have to be handled in a different manner. But here's my obviously this has been going on, and these guys are just blowing through the the transponder lanes without transponders. The toll system takes your picture. Right. And collects all that data. This was actually, it looked like a bit of a stakeout they set up to catch these guys when they were aware of how big it was getting. But here is my thought. If if those trucks were that low of a dollar amount, my thought is these were older trucks. These were 99 or older, which means they don't need e-logs. And they can't match the tolls on their logbook, so let's just not pay the tolls and blow through the uh, transponder lane. Just blow through them. Yeah. But, I mean, you would think, and and I'm assuming this wasn't, they had no knowledge of it. I guarantee you in the course of those three years, they got many letters and notices saying, hey, we want our money. I remember being presented with a letter once years ago saying, you agree to pay um, all unpaid tolls that come up on your truck that uh, from from basically doing just this. And uh, right. saying, well, I think I'll quit. I'm, I'm not signing that. <laughs> Nobody would sign no. it. <laughs> that. That ended that conversation. And we, we will just leave it at that. But, you know, when this whole everything's got to match your book stuff started coming up, it created a lot of havoc. So uh, I, I think I know what they were doing. They were just blowing the tolls because it couldn't, wouldn't match their logbook and saving the money and thinking they were getting away, for, away with something. And the trucking companies out of Rhode Island. Yeah, Rhode Island. Well, I'll tell you, and what's Rhode Island thinking of doing now? We've covered that a few episodes back. Building a gigantuous tollway. Truck only toll. Yes. So yes. Jake says 46K in trucks, as in 46K worth of well, trucks. Let me, you know, yeah, when he just said that, let me go back and peek at this. Yeah, because that's. Oh, maybe they were running counterfeit money. No, there's a dollar bill. <laughs> State police seized $42,000 from the five trucks seized, which puts those trucks worth, what, about $8,000 a piece, if they yeah. actually mean selling this. I don't. I, I think there's just vague in what's there, and uh, uh, maybe I should have dug digger into something else. Dug digger? Yeah, You're no. going to dug digger? <laughs> can, can, can I record that, and I will play it with this one? <laughs> So it's not even a a scientifical data package of here's what it takes to idle a vehicle. We could put yeah. those back to back. You got a dog digger into a scientifical data package here. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll digger into it. En- enough of the madness. Let's, let's go on to... Uh... Well, Jeff said, though, you can't back out of your driveway in the Northeast without having to pay a toll. I would believe that. Yeah. I, I have an idea, uh, and this wasn't even in the show notes, but I put it on Facebook today. And much like the, there's a, a owner operator who decided, guess what, California? Go to hell. I'm packing up my Peterbilt and I'm moving to Oklahoma, where they actually like independent truck drivers. Yeah. And, you know, my question on Facebook is, you know, what do you face? The total asinine politicians or tornadoes? And I'll take my chances with the tornadoes all day long. <laughs> You can you can have an insurance for a tornado. Yeah. I don't think they make uh, insurance for bad political decisions. No, just just don't buy a double wide. No, I was looking. If you want to know about the value of living somewhere compared to living somewhere else, U-Haul. So I plugged in Los Angeles to Dallas, Texas. If you want to move from Los Angeles to Dallas, Texas, and you need a twenty-six foot U-Haul. It's going to set you back, what I say, $3,700? Yeah, so, something like yeah. that. Yeah, $3,700. If you want to go from Dallas back to LA, what do you suppose that U Haul truck's going to cost you? About two grand. 600 bucks. 
That's it. <laughs> that's yep. it. Because they need those trucks back to haul the. <laughs> that's how cheap wow. freight works. You know the 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 load to truck ratio going back to LA is ridiculously heavy in trucks. So yeah, six hundred bucks will get you back. It's just hilarious. It's nice. Just, it's a little. It's a good way to judge the economy or something. <laughs> it, it is funny. Enough of that. Harley Davidson. Uh, what the heck are they thinking? Hey, they they are listening to the American people now. Apparently, <laughs> the American people want scooters. Oh, this yeah, a Harley Davidson scooter. Now, here's the cool thing: the link that I sent you is Jalopnik. One of the greatest sites on the, uh, on the uh, World Wide Web. Now, in the first paragraph, it says detailed pictures. Click on that. Not really? Well, click on where it says detailed pictures, and you get detailed pictures. This is just this little, oh, okay. little electric scooter. Uh, by definition, what's it going to go? Maybe 35, 40 miles an hour. It just. I thought I read 46. Well, see, the first one they were talking about in Jalopnik, they're going back and talking about their gas-powered scooter they made in the early 60s, because this isn't Harley's uh, first time at the dance with a scooter. This is just, Harley's getting into electric. They have an electric road bike now that's, you know, it's pretty cool. It's 30 grand, but it's pretty cool. And now they're entering the electric scooter market. Well, if you're going to have an electric scooter, why not have a Harley, right? Be a man. I guess. Hey, baby, want to ride my hog? Yeah, where is it? It's that little, little, little orange <laughs> scooter out back. <laughs> At least it it's... goes. <laughs> oh, it it I'm... doesn't it doesn't even do that. I it think just... it'd be funnier if it had the Harley sound though. <laughs> oh yeah, there you go, some speakers oh, oh. on it. Potato, 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 <laughs> it's potato, a $300 potato. Option, you can get the uh, the stereo system installed that plays the Harley Davidson sound. <laughs> oh, <that'd> be, yeah, <laughs> that, that plays the patented potato. There you go. Yep. I do have to admit, I mean, I mean, this is, I'm looking at the one that, I'll put a link on this one too. Yeah, it looks like it has a headlight. It's got some beefy tires for a scooter. I'll give it that. And slotted disc brakes, front and rear. I don't see a single comment on speed. Well, maybe they just don't want us to know. I think if it came to the U.S., what do you have to, how slow do you have to be to not need a license? A, a motorcycle endorsement. 40, like 46 or something? I think so yeah i thought it was 45 or less we've got one of the guys i work with who's got a little thing that goes about 25 and i would get killed on mason where the speed limit's 30 and everybody goes 50 jeff said give yeah. it a bell <laughs> yeah ring ring there ring, you go <laughs> you gotta have the little basket on the front with the white plastic flower maybe some streamers <laughs> on the handlebars and your little dog to, i oh, oh, oh i got it a card in the spokes yes <laughs> yes now, here's what I want to know, because I'm pretty sure most people, they don't go into the Harley shop to buy a motorcycle. They go there to buy the jacket, and then they get the motorcycle for free. If you get one of these scooters, I mean, is it a requirement to be, you know, one of the cool kids to, to prove to the world that you have a Harley? Do you need the Harley jacket, the Harley chaps, the helmet, the gloves? I mean, just just how much Harley accessories do you need on the scooter? This one comes with a jumpsuit. Oh, there we go. <laughs> well, here, here's the other thing. is Here's, oh, here's your complimentary Harley <laughs> Davidson leotard. Yeah. <laughs> your little onesie. Um, yeah. Within the Harley world, what is the chick bike? The Sportster, right? Yeah. It's just your, your entry-level Sportster. I don't know that much about Harleys. Well, I, I know the Sportster is considered the chick bike. Uh, Wild Hogs, that's what uh, William Macy had was the, the Sportster. Um, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what does this do to the status of the guy who owns a Sportster? His nuts just got three times bigger. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're a real man now. Oh, man. Yeah, and I'll throw some links in on this, too. It's real easy to drop some links in. Um, I'll skip the Jalopnik link and go right to the Electrek because that's the cool one. I don't know why Jalopnik can just, and it's got some breakdowns of the, in, of the motor and different things. Electric live wire motorcycle. Gates carbon drive setup on the HD electric scooter. Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of cool. Be interesting to see what it's going to cost. No word. Uh, well, wait, wait, wait. Okay. Now, isn't no, it no customary word. with, with, uh, Harley Davidson's? 
they they come with an oil leak. Now, on the electric scooter, there's no oil. So what leaks out of the Harley-Davidson scooter? Well, I think they got rid of the oil leak when they got rid of, who is it, AMF that owned them? So I don't know if they still leak anymore. I, I haven't heard that. I haven't heard that about the Harleys in quite a while. No. Yeah, the AMF that came with an oil leak, and if you took it back to the dealer, they'd, uh, well, <laughs> stick some wood chips in there or something. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that's the rust inhibitor. <laughs> so Everett's saying most of the women that he that I ride with, he says, have heritages. A Harley heritage. A Harley heritage. Good looking bike. And then Tim said, I thought I would hate the electric scoot. It sounds like it has kick ass power. Is all torque as roll on to it? Well, I mean that's the catch with with electric is the torque is instant. So like the Harley road bike, that's got it. I don't know what it is for range. I think it's less than a hundred miles and it's $30,000, but I mean, that's killer torque. I work with a guy. In fact, I trained him to uh, run a spotter here a couple of weeks ago. And at some point when I, when, you know, when we're done with all of the transition, I'm going to have him on the show and he's actually building electric bikes and he has a video of one. <laughs> and this one's just like a, a, almost a street bike with an electric motor on it, 50 miles an hour. And I can't imagine what it must be like going 50 miles an hour on a bicycle. Yeah, that'd be a little scary. And he, and they've built one that has 300 foot-pounds of torque in a bicycle. That And, and when you hit the throttle, that's impressive. it's all right there. That, that's you get scary. all of it. Yeah. That's, that's wheelie material right there. You know, your sister Kate had a boyfriend who bought a, <laughs> I think he bought it from Rainbow, the the little home center that used to be in Rice Lake. A, yes. A little electric scooter that would do about 25. and <laughs> It worked for him. It worked for him. Hey. It did yeah, the job. It fits around here. Now, Jake yeah. is asking, he says, I follow these feeds and, of course, the downloaded podcast, but where do these photos and links appear? Um, if you look in, I know here, I tried it last week. I can't do the YouTube video one did not go, but, and I'm going to pull this up on my phone in Spotify because I have that app on my phone. And if I go to trucking after hours in Spotify, your stories of three on the tree. Uh, and I did fix the sound. The sound on that sounds just like the sound everywhere else. Uh, you'll find a link haggerty.com. And that'll show you the five awesome vehicles right there on your phone. You don't even have to go to a computer or change sites. And that pulls up the Haggerty article with the um, five uh, five cars. So there's okay. there's some cool things you can do there. And uh, I'm, I'm still figuring that out and learning it. I don't have the site open yet. As soon as the site's up, uh, of course, some of these stories will go there, the ones that I feel are worth writing a story for. The whole purpose of doing this is so I can have more time to write. Um, and not necessarily show notes. So I can stick those things right here on the phone. And, and this is a learning process, but I'll get there. Give me time and it'll all work out. Anyway, what is this new, I hear Rush Limbaugh advertising them now, Mahindra tractors and that? Is it Mahindra? Yes, they make, well, Mahindra, they're big in the... Uh, they're Indian. They're from India. The the yard tractors, you know, and, and not just the... The riding lawnmowers, like the actual, you have a little, maybe a little hobby farm or like something you guys would have had at, at uh, your last house here in Rice Lake. Some that, you know, you can scoop and move the piles of snow. Uh, some have a backhoe attachment, just, just a, a decent all around tractor, decent priced. I don't hear a lot of complaints about them. They're not real big around here just because you have... You know, your your Case. John Deere dealership and your uh, Case, Cub John Cadet, KSIH right here in town. But here's the interesting thing with Mahindra. They also make some, what would you call it, side-by-side four-wheeler type things? Yeah, uh, the the UTVs, the, the side-by-sides. I think they even have a, a four-wheeler, an actual ATV. And, and they make this one that has, what, two round headlights, a seven-slot grill, flat fenders, yeah, looks an awful lot like a Jeep, like a CJ or a uh, Wrangler. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Just the the initial pictures, without looking at, at reading the article, it looks like a Jeep. You can tell it's not really a Jeep, but it, it does look close. It looks like somebody. I'm gonna I'm gonna make my own Jeep. You know, I, I have a, a metal shop, but I'm gonna make my own parts for it. 
Yeah, it does. Doesn't look bad at all. It it's a neat little off roader, but yeah, it looks like it was made by uh, FCA or something, and they're actually trying to avoid going to court over it, which Mahendra could very well win. And it turns out, if you follow the history all the way back into World War II, uh, who is it? Willys and Kaiser. I'm trying to think of who they were associated with back then, but the Willys quarter ton jeep was the quarter ton of choice of the military in World War II. But Willys couldn't build enough of them. So they were licensed through several other places. The biggest one who built way more than Willys ever did was Ford. And I think we've talked about it on the show before. Ford built a bunch of basically Willys Jeeps under license, the same dies, the same everything, except Ford didn't want to do warranty work on Willies, so every single piece, every nut, every bolt, somewhere on it was stamped Ford. And yeah. appar- and apparently Mahendra did some of those too with legal licensing rights. So isn't there a claim that the license has never expired? Uh, that's kind of how I understood it. Uh, was that you know they were they were given permission to make these parts. Uh, way back when there was never anything documenting, you know, this, this expires on this day or in this year, it was just, yeah, you, you can make these parts. End of story. So I think they decided to push the envelope and, uh, so is that why they're sending them over in parts to uh, Michigan and then they put them together there? I honestly don't know if they're trying to avoid some assembly tax doing that, or I, I really don't know. I was I didn't read that far into the article. I'm I'm guessing that's what it is because they are completely made over in India, which yeah, <laughs> it's it's probably cheaper to do it that way. May I remind you people that this is so much better than Google Hangouts, even if Don does break up now and then. <laughs> Skype is better than Google Hangouts all day long. We missed about half of that, but. Yeah, I'm sure it's a, you know, <laughs> I think they thought, well, let's get away with it for as long as we can. And, uh, yeah, let's not choose this hill to die on because we might lose. But, yeah, Mahindra, if you want a Mahindra that looks like a Jeep, uh, you better act quick because they're just going to look like a, a – they're not going to look like a Jeep very soon. They're redoing the front end and a few things just to – nothing big, just the fascia and things so it doesn't look so Jeep-esque. I'm not going to lie. They do sound kind of cool. Uh, they are not road legal in the U.S., but it's, what, a top speed of, I think it said 46 miles an hour, two and a half liter, four cylinder turbo diesel. Well, that's a, got more cylinders than the new Trailblazer's going to have. It's only got three. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's got a, a manual five speed transmission with a two stage transfer case. And the thing can pull, what the heck was it? Like, it was over 3,000 pounds. Oh, wow. That's not your average little uh, side-by-side, yeah. 3,490 pounds, it can tow. I'll, I'll That's st- pretty impressive. I'll stick a link in that one. And then what do you say we move on to... <laughs> you want to do beer next or turds next? <laughs> well, when you put it that way... <laughs> <laughs> I guess the beer leads to turds, so we'll, well start with beer. You, I'm going to let you. Did you get a chance to look that beer story over? I did. It made me hungry and thirsty all at the same time. Well, since you are Don the beer guy, why don't you run with that one? And this is This Week in uh, so Beer. This Week in Beer, and this is out of NW Times. Apparently, my phone wants me to do a survey before I'm allowed to. Read the article. Uh, oh, don't you love those? Here. Yeah, in the great link I sent you. I wonder if it gives it to me since I had already. So this is over in Michigan City. Michigan There's a lot of beer drinking going on in Michigan. Midwest. Uh, Michigan <laughs> has, uh, what do they call it? The the brewery mile or the beer mile. There There is a, a section in downtown Michigan that is nothing but... Um, Microbrews. I think places that's cool. just brewing their own beer, having their own little tap room. Uh, just you know, it's it's great. Craft beer is is very very big in Michigan. It's it's kind of big all over, but Michigan is really kind of 
adopted it. I love the name of this pub, the gastro pub. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's a whole, uh, new style of pub, that you know, it, it, cause it used to be, okay, you went to, frankly, where can I get the most bang for my buck? You know, when you were going to go out drinking and then things kind of shifted and now it became, okay, I want something to eat too. So then it was, everybody had, you know, deep fryers and pizza ovens. And now it's, if you don't have burgers and fries, you're probably not going to do a decent business. Now they're taking it up a whole new level with uh, these gastro pubs where it's, you're, you're getting a, I don't know, a, a chocolate double oatmeal porter stout beer with some kind of food that, you know, has words I can't pronounce comes from animals that I don't want it, but it, it pairs nicely with this beer. And it's, it's this whole experience. It's not, you're going to the bar with your buddy and you're going to have a burger and a, you know, a, a Bud Light. So is the beer brewed into the, in with the donut or is the donut served on the side with the beer? That's what I still don't quite get. It was brewed Neither. with it. Neither. This is, it this. is brewed with it. Okay. So they're throwing donuts and cake into the vat to brew this beer. That's what the picture indicates is, yeah, the Chesterton Brewery used donuts to brew its glazed chocolate donut stout. I'm I'm not gonna lie. It does sound good. Uh, I've tried. Okay, we have we have Quick Trips pretty much everywhere in this state. Uh, Quick Trip teamed up with a local brewery in uh, the state of Wisconsin to create Glazer Bean beer, wow. combining you know their their Quick Trip coffee flavor with their Quick Trip Glazer donut flavor. Now the Quick Trip beer. Glazer donut was meant to compete with Krispy Kreme and it does a pretty damn good job. It does a damn good job for, you know, yeah. not fresh, not out of a bakery. It, it let's be honest, it comes off of a truck into your local Quick Trip. They're yeah. not making them there. No, no, they're mass produced. <laughs> but they are right? I mean they are good. They are addicting. They're fairly affordable. So oh. this is this is just beer that they've they brewed with, with the, the flavors of a donut, you know. So you're gonna have kind of that that cakey sweetness to it, which uh, would go good with with a a chocolate stout. Yes, it would. Well, Jeff is telling us Michigan City is actually in Indiana. Well, yeah, there's Michigan City and in Indiana. Now that you say that, really, yes. yeah, interesting. But the picture. Well, way what, to go, Indiana. When I first saw this picture, I thought, looks like Cheerios floating in some weird looking milk. And then I read <laughs> the article. I thought, oh, Lord, those are donuts floating in beer. It's so <laughs> disgusting looking. Well, it hasn't no, fermented. No. <laughs> I will say, I have been to a music festival where there is just as much beer as there is music. And I have had beer on my Cheerios. I've had beer and a donut for breakfast. They actually aren't that bad together. But floating I, in I the think beer, this no. would be really good. I I haven't done the, I'm going to break up a donut in a bowl and pour a beer over it. But. <laughs> no, and, and it's brewed and fermented. I, I'm not going to lie. I probably would try it now reading this article. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I don't I'll know. I'll you know how it I've, goes. <laughs> I've, I've always said if I ever drank again, it would be Tangeray, but donut-infused beer? That could go up there with the Tangeray on that list. Undecided. Big rolling. Well, maybe if they could make gin taste like a donut, that's a win-win yeah. right there. <laughs> <laughs> Big rolling donut. There we go. Big rolling. I, I, okay, I want to go on the record as disagreeing with calling this a big rolling turd. <laughs> well, I don't think I it's... was cited as hell when I read this article. <laughs> no, no, you're you're missing my twist because this is big rolling turd backwards. This is taking something that is a big rolling turd and giving it a new lease on life that is anything but a big rolling turd. You know, it was a big rolling turd, but I am not going to lie; it is probably hands down the coolest car ever. It really is until you Not start. for any reason other than it's just so odd. <laughs> Marty, Marty. <laughs> yes, uh, we're going back to the future here. 
we've talked before, and this is a neat article the, too, talking oh, yeah. about yeah the the deep state and how they're uh, a law that passed in 2015 so that you can remake some of these older cars in limited production with modern drivetrains, and in that what somebody bought the rights to DeLorean, and they are ready to put real drivetrains in DeLoreans other than that piss Ant 80s V6 Opal thing that. Uh, DeLorean wanted to put or did put in it to begin with. That was not a powerful car. That was a good looking car with a really crappy drivetrain. Well, now it looks like that big rolling turd has uh, a new lease on life. They're not saying exactly which engine it will have, but uh, or do they ever give a hint here what's going in it? But I see a 350. Um, they could get a 350. They're projecting a 350. Uh, horsepower, but there is no information on what engine is going to go in it other than with with the new r- rules, it has to meet uh, the EPA and CARB regulations. See, and when they say 350 horsepower, I mean, my, my first thought is LS3 crate motor. That would certainly be legal. Um, but there's a whole lot of options they'd have depending on what they want to go drivetrain rise. My guess is they're going to keep it simple. Uh, but do where they can buy 325 of the exact same engines, so the cars are somewhat identical. But I, I just think this is interesting. Let's let's use the LS3 as an example. If you could get a new DeLorean with a 350 horsepower V8, compared to what did that wimpy six have that it came with 160 or something? It was not a powerful. Yeah, car. I no, like. It wasn't. I, I I think you rescued a big rolling turd right there. Of all of the cars that are waiting for this law to be written so they can start producing turnkey vehicles, I mean, what do you have? You have these. You have some really cool stuff from Factory 5, but, you know, that's a big check for a Cobra, uh, you know, a Shelby Cobra replica, that kind of stuff that they're going to be doing. It is. Um, and the, the thing I thought was cool with this article is they were talking to um, uh, one of the guys from – uh, DMC. He has been with the company for 20 years. The The company is still around. Based in Humble, Texas. Yeah. They have parts. He said we, they, they did an inventory. They have three and a half million parts for these cars. Wow. They nine, have enough parts that they're 96% done. Yeah. That is something. They, I mean, they, they could basically do damn near 96, 97% of the entire car. Just in the parts. And there's there's been a market for these parts. And, Apparently know, they are quite popular in California, of all places. Yeah, that yeah, that is funny. No, and, and there's a My ton of them around. Is, they will be making more of them. Yeah, the, the original DeLorean had a Peugeot Renault Volvo. I thought it was Opal. Peugeot Renault Volvo 2.9 liter V6 with 130 horsepower. That's right, 130. Yeah. Yeah. Just just fast enough to get you up to 88 miles an hour, hit the flux capacitor, and boom. And off you go. <laughs> the, the original company built around 9,000 cars. Almost all came to the U.S. Uh, there's probably still 6,500 of them on the road. That's amazing. Where would that car be now if uh, it hadn't been picked up for back in the future? Back to the future. It, it would be nowhere. Nowhere. No. Have, you, have you ever yeah. heard of a bidder? Uh-huh. Okay, there there was a call a car called the Bitter, and I know about the Bitter much like this car it looks very similar, because Braley and Graham, where I sold Buicks for a year, well actually I sold used cars, Pontiacs and used cars, uh, but it was a Buick, Pontiac, GMC. What else did they have there? A Suzu, Hyundai, and I worked on the used car lot because I'm not stupid. Uh, but he bought yeah. he bought into this Bitter franchise, which was again a British car imported to the U.S. And he bought one, and the company went broke before it ever went anywhere. So he still owned this bidder. And to own this bidder and depreciate it properly and call it a piece of the business, it had to be offered for sale and on display. And it could be for a ridiculously high price, which it was, because he was not interested in selling it. But one day a year, it had to be in the showroom on the floor to display. And it was. And it looked like a a, uh, metallic pea green DeLorean. But yeah, if, if you Google bitter, you'll find the car. I forget the guy's first name because there's an article on the guy. Edwin. There. Edwin. Edwin. <laughs> no, bitter? Eric. Bitter. Eric. There you go. Eric Bitter. Yeah. 
And I think he too was dropping in a, a crappy driveline. There are a lot of them trying to build their own little cars back then. Now I'm trying to remember, cause I remember we talked about, uh, this, this low volume manufacturing law quite a while ago on the show, but I can't remember what, what the number was. The number of how many cars they were allowed to make. It, the, it wasn't much. It was a couple hundred. It was, th- I believe, 350 cars a year. And that law actually was passed in 2015. And finally, after SEMA sued four years later, now there's still there. It'll probably be at least another year before they actually write the laws. But they just, the deep state said, we don't care about those cars. We're putting them off. Meanwhile, somebody bought all the rights to checker to start making checker taxi cab style cars again with modern drivetrains. I mean, I don't know right. who wants one, but obviously enough people do. Yeah. Um, there's obviously an interest in them. Myers Manx dune buggies, uh, factory. And I'm five. sure it's the same with, with DeLorean too. I, exactly. They've all been waiting on this law. A bunch of them. Shoot. Who is it? Year one that does all of the, I mean, they have all the licensing rights. You can, you can go buy a turnkey. You can buy all of the, you can buy all of the parts to make a new 68 Camaro. From year one, yeah. I believe. Um, and it's all licensed by GM. But they can't sell a turnkey car till they write the rules for this law that was passed. Actually back get this law written. Yeah. Which I think is, is I mean, that, that shows how screwy our government is. We can pass a law and we don't even really have it written down yet. We're not even sure what the law is going to be, but we're going to pass it. No, they, they just pass a concept. It's uh, what was the last big thing they passed that was like 54,000 pages and <laughs> they passed it like in the same day, which means nobody read it. <laughs> yeah. A bunch of underlings write it and put anything they want in. And then it's got to be you know gone through and ratified and crap kicked out. Is that where Nancy Pelosi got her free bottle of gin every day for the rest of her life? Oh, she looks like she's been sipping on it, doesn't she? <laughs> that woman is pure evil. What do you say we uh, put this thing into gear and slip it on out of town? Absolutely. A couple of us poor bastards have to get up and go to work in the morning. Man, that sucks for you guys. <laughs> yes, it does. Oh, yeah, you got to work tomorrow too, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. The castle curator changed her Tuesday through Friday gig to Monday through Thursday. You're supposed to make that change on Wednesday so you don't work Monday or Friday. Now that's an idea. (laughs) (laughs) Nope, this is good. With that, hey, uh, yeah, you can get a hold of us at uh, truckingafterhours at gmail.com. Somebody uh, send me an email and we'll make sure that thing works. But I got that all set up and everything is on way. And hopefully within a couple of weeks, I'll have that website up and running. We'll see how it goes. With that, thank you all so much for listening. And we will talk to you soon. We really do appreciate it. Drive safe out there. Oh, what a day, Buck. What a day.